and our whole our whole squadron was was camper teams. And when the security systems would go down and would quit working out in the missile field, oh. we had to go out and sit on site. Oh wow! In a fenced-in area, yeah, with a missile underground, yeah, and. Uh, we stayed there for up to three days until they could come out and fix it. Welcome back to Privy. Privy is a podcast about bathrooms recorded from my, well, bathroom away from bathroom. I, I am at the Eastside Christian Church uh, men's bathroom, my recording studio away from recording studio away from bathroom. Uh, and I am joined uh, by my dad. Uh, Jerry Hoover. Dad, how are you? I'm good. Good. <laughs> um, so I can, uh, just to share a bit, I, uh, for, for November, um, here on, here on Privy, we, all year round, we try to remind folks, um, the podcast is a thing that started kind of out of, um, the desire to be thankful for what we have. And one of the things that was that spurred from that was um, being thankful for um, this country that we live in, and and the people who have um, fought and served, and many of whom died in the process of getting us to the point where we can poop in a free world. Um, and so I wanted you uh, to be here to kind of share um, because you are uh, a veteran. Um, do you want to share a bit about your military experience? I'd love for you to share it. I, I know a bit of it, but I think there's even stuff that I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, after high school, October 8th, I went into uh, basic training, went to Lackland Air Force Base. and uh, Where was that at? That was in Texas, okay. in San Antonio, Texas. It's hot. And a lot of people have been there and know what San Antonio is like. <laughs> and I do remember as we first got off the bus, I think it was a Greyhound bus, and they started lining people up. Well, the training instructor, it seemed like all he could do was just yell at everybody all the time. <laughs> oh, man. To line up and get straightened up because you're getting ready to have to do this stuff in the yeah. next six weeks. Oh, man. Is it, was it like, cause you're from Florida. Yeah. Um, was, was the Texas heat and that a culture shock for you or was it more, what was the. What, no, no, <laughs> it wasn't because I was, grew up in that, in that climate. Yeah. Similar to Texas, but there were some, a lot of guys that were from up North or back East. Yeah. That just like they died all the time. They were just sweating <laughs> oh. all the time. Did, did guys pass out? Do you remember? Uh, we had a couple of guys that did get faint and pass out Man. during training. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you went to some basic training in Texas. Yep. Um, how, how long were you there and, and where, where was the... It's a six-week uh, boot camp. Okay. And... Uh, it was about 40 guys, as I remember, 35 to 40 in our squadron, 47, 23rd basic military training squadron. Uh, we all lived in an open dorm okay. with beds and lockers. So, so it's just like the where all the beds are together? 
in one room? Yeah, they're all in okay. one big open bay. They okay. had a little bit of space, like three or four feet in between the beds with a locker on each end, of the, on one end of the bed. How, I, I have to ask, how many bathrooms did that, that space have? <laughs> we had a separate big open room from that that was, we had an open bay shower okay. area that had about 10 showers. Wow. And about, I'm thinking about eight stalls. Yeah. To do your business. Yeah. And, and then we had a day room, but there were no chairs in there. What was, what was the day room? The day room was kind of designed for your training instructor to come in and give you some <laughs> pleasant information about what yeah. you're going to do the next day okay. and, and how you did that day. And maybe yell at a few guys for just <laughs> screwing off a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Man, that's so it. And I have a feeling and I don't know. I don't know this, but I, I believe I think it's different now. Like I've heard people nowadays where there's less screaming and there's less shouting. But like back then, it was truly like kind of what you see in the movies sometimes, huh? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah they get up in your face. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man. But. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> they never had to do that for you? No. Yeah. We were there for about, I was there for about four weeks and we were in the day room and an instructor was, we had two instructors Yeah. and uh, he was passing out mail Yeah. and finally I got a piece of mail from back home Yeah. and you'd be sitting out there, you know, just kind of sitting randomly and they'd just kind of toss it like a Frisbee to you here. <laughs> he'd go along and he'd say, he called out my name and he goes, well, where have you been all this time? Yeah. He said, I guess you just don't get in any trouble, do you? You just, uh, I haven't yeah. had to yell at you yet. He said, but that's a good thing. Here's your mail. Yeah. Read it. There you go. Man. What, um, what, what took you into the military? Like from high school, you, you enrolled right away, but like what, what made you do that? I really didn't know what career field I want to go into. Yeah. I did work as a bricklayer's helper with my father. Yeah. Your grandpa? Yeah. During the summer and after school. And I did that enough to realize that that's not (laughs) what I wanted to do for a career. Yeah, that's fair. So I had an old uncle. We all have an old uncle that that the family kind of has a tendency to uh, make (laughs) make fun of and joke about. But he was was really a good guy. And he said, hey, how about the Army? Yeah. I go, really, the Army? He says, yeah, or maybe the Air Force. He says, yeah. I think maybe you'd be better in the Air Force. He yeah. says, I was an Army guy, and I know what it's like, my uncle said, and uh, my uncle Julian. Julian. And uh, he said, why don't you go in the Air Force? Yeah. Yeah. So then, so basic training, you're in Texas, and when that's done, where did you where did you go from there? Did you go back to Florida? Or? No, I went to, I think it was a seven- or eight-week uh, security Police training oh, okay. school, and that was also in Texas. <laughs> they always Just, put them where it's hot. <laughs> yeah, put them where it's hot. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So then, so was that for? Was that related to the military, or was that just a separate thing? The security police thing. Yeah, it was related to the military. It was just our my career field. They oh, they okay. uh, suggested that. Yeah, I went into because of the the test that I took in high school. 
if you're going to consider a military career, they give you a, what they call an ASVAB test. Yep, they still do it. And they still do it and yep. say, this is what you're geared towards. Yeah. And that's where I went. Did you think that was accurate? Like, Yeah. Yeah? It, yeah. it felt right? Yeah, it, it did. That's good. Yeah. That's cool to hear, though, because I think, I don't know, I think, like, if there's kids listening, I think a lot of times kids take that test and they're like, I don't, yeah. what is this going to tell yeah. me? And it's, yeah. it's cool to hear what that does. You know, you had administrative, you had yeah. different ones and mechanical. I kind of lean towards mechanical, but yeah, this seemed to be good at the time. Yeah. Security and, and yeah. that type of thing. Huh. Very yeah. cool. Carry guns, shoot guns. There you go. <laughs> Have a good time. Um, so after that training, where, where did that take you? So you're still in Texas. Where did you go from there? I went to, I got my first base assignment when they handed that to me in the dorm, they handed out assignments cause that was kind of what was coming up. And I looked at it and I go, Malmstrom Air Force Base, Montana. <laughs> what country is that in? <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. And uh, it could not have been farther from home for you, probably. Exactly. Yeah. That was not on my wish list. Yeah. Yep. The frosty forbidden north. Yep. So, so that's your first stop. It was right away, Malmstrom, huh? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So, what is? And I can kind of share what my because you've I give you a little my perspective of Malmstrom because it always existed. Do you know what I'm saying? I like, I didn't growing up, it was never not there. Um, and so to hear like you not know about it is interesting because I guess in my brain, it's just, you know, it's Malmstrom. Everybody in in, in that area knows, but if you're not from there, I guess that makes sense. So did you live on base at first? At first I lived in a dorm. Yeah. We had two guys per room in a dormitory. Yeah. Yeah. How long, how, how long were you uh, with Malmstrom? My whole first uh, assignment, four years. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a, a Minuteman missile base. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I was on a, uh, what they call a camper team. Okay. And our whole, our whole squadron was, was camper teams. And when the security systems would go down and would quit working out in the missile field, we had to go out and sit on site. Oh wow! In a fenced-in area, yeah, with a missile underground, yeah, and uh, we stayed there for up to three days until they could come out and fix it. Wow! So you guys literally camped. Yeah, we camped huh. in a camper. Okay, truck camper. Just drove yeah. it out there. Wow! But they're not as plush as they yeah. were are yeah. today. <laughs> they weren't very plush. No. Yeah. Wow. So you okay? So you secured. These, these missile silos. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, so how long you did that for four years, you said? Uh, up to about my third year, I did that. And in my last year, I got a cushy job in the vehicle <laughs> security police vehicle section. Okay. And I was the guy that, that handed out vehicles and checked them out yeah. and made sure they were ready to go. Yeah. So it was a nice cushy job yeah. to have right at the yeah. end. Yeah. That's nice. So then your four years are done. At that point, is that kind of one of those moments where it's, I need to decide, am I going in this long term or am I going to go do something else? Is that kind of when that Yeah. Happened? Yeah. 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 So what, what did you do? I know, but like, what did you do? <laughs> or at least I think I know. 
Well, I got out and... Uh, oh, really? I didn't yeah, realize that. I, I got out after my four years. Oh, wow. And uh, I had just gotten married. Yeah. And so I was out and working another job in the city there in Great Falls as a... I think it was a parking attendant. Okay. In the town there. Yeah. Checking parking meters and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I, in the meantime, I said, you know, I got this military experience. They were looking for people to join the Air National Guard. Yeah. I go, wow, that'd be easy. Go one weekend a month. Yeah. You know, pretty good paycheck. You get a bonus just for going in. And uh, (laughs) so I went in there. Yeah. And so it started out, it was going to be one weekend a month. Yeah, one week in the month, two weeks in the summer for your summer uh, training. So, so what? How it, that grew from there? Yeah. How how did you get to the point where you were doing that? I think full time. Yeah, I went uh, full time. I called it uh, Active Guard Reserve AGR position. Okay. And they would come open from time to time because people do retire and attrition takes over and. People move along, and they need an opening for a full-time position. And it was also an aircraft base, so it was the first time I got to work with aircraft instead of sitting on top of a missile site (laughs) watching the tumbleweed blow by in the (laughs) wintertime. What what were you doing on the – with like you're guarding the aircraft? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and it's it's like big boy. Aircrafts. Yeah, F one hundred six is at at first. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we work night shift and go out there, and they were parked, and we had to hang out and yeah, be there, and so, we had some on alert. Yeah, that were ready to go in a moment's notice. Right. If, uh, you know, if they see something in the sky that they need to go and intercept it, they we had pilots sitting in a little dormitory, and they were ready to jump in their cockpit and take yeah. off. Yeah. Wow. And then that, then soon those planes went away, and we got the nice modern, uh, yeah, F sixteens. Okay. And that was a lot of fun too. Yeah, I, cause I, when I was born, you were there. Like that's, I remember yeah. growing yeah. up. You, this is what you were doing. Um, and, and I don't know how much you want to share, but you know, did what was what were some of the like highlights of, or or maybe not even highlights, but like big moments of your time in in the guard. Up until the time in the guard, did you have any like significant bathroom stops that were like this was this was a challenge or strange bathroom experiences? Um. Well, like even I in say, training, back in basic training, it was pretty. It was pretty modern, other than being a more open stall. Uh-huh. You know, environment. Like no doors? They had no doors. There, I do remember stalls, but there were no doors on the toilets. Okay. And the shower area, again, like I said, was open bay. And they always joked, joked about uh, if you drop your soap, don't oh, yeah. bend over to pick it up. <laughs> Because you're in here with, with people from all over the country and you don't know who they are. Yep. Until you get to know your your, your <laughs> troop friends. 
I think you know, just be cautious. I think you know what's wild is I think that's something that people regularly say when they re- are referring to like prison life. Yeah. So the fact that like it's translating over is just it's it's striking. Yeah. Um, man. Yeah. When so the open the open stall. Is there a toilet located straight across from you? Like they were side by side. Okay. Yeah. So so they're not like head on with each other because that no. would be okay. That would be a disaster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They Stare were away. They other. were away from the shower area. Okay. Okay. And then the sinks. They had sinks similar. Yeah. To this, where you could see the plumbing underneath, and had like yeah. eight sinks. Yeah. But the thing was, and we finally caught on to it about our second or third week of training because. The instructor would come in once a day while yeah. we were out training and he'd do an inspection. Okay. And we'd always fail it because we had all these showers and all these toilets and sinks to clean, but we didn't have much time to do it. Yeah. So he finally hinted to us and said, hey, guys, you got to work as a team. And that was the thing is to to uh, encourage teamwork. Yeah. He says, here's what you do. <laughs> I'm going to say it one time, and maybe you guys have figured it out. You got all these sinks, you have and toilets, showers, you have to clean every day, and I only give you like 15 minutes to do it. He says, don't use all of them. Yeah. Keep, only use maybe three of them, and then the others keep those polished and inspection ready condition. Yeah. He said, when you get up in the morning, Figure it out who's going to do the, the showers first, who's going to do the sinks, and who's going to go to the bathroom, and just use those three items in huh. each area, and that's all you have to clean. Keep the others ready to go for inspection. <laughs> and you, when it's time to clean, boom, you can do it in that, 15 minutes. And that's what we did, and it worked. Yeah. So they have extra, like e- kind of extra toilets and showers yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're usable. They're but- there to use. <laughs> And we were dumb, and that's what we were using until we got figured out. Once you guys had your three three toilet system, was there anybody that ever went rogue and and went to one of the other ones just because it was clean? And oh yeah, yeah. But did they get hazed? Peer pressure, yeah, <laughs> enough would cause them to yeah. maybe I won't you know make sure you clean it. Yeah, and if we get in trouble for it, it's on you. Yeah. Did they? Oh man, yeah. Did they ever like what? What would happen? What did they do to them? Just harass them or uh have you ever heard of short sheeting uh, no you if you had a person that just wasn't getting it <laughs> you could uh while they're in the bathroom you could short sheet their bed okay. and what that means is they've got the sheets folded on the bed you would fold it back <laughs> so that the sheet is halfway so when they get in bed and go to stretch their legs out it ain't gonna happen <laughs> It was just minor stuff. Yeah, like that, you but know. that's still good though. Yeah, that like yeah. Um, wow. So then, when you made it to the guard, was the bathroom situation? How was it there? And you can even talk about like. Uh, well, I know on one time in the guard, we went to Fort Harrison. It was back in the eighties for some training during a summer camp. Where's that at? That's Fort in uh, Helena, Montana. Okay. And it was an Army training base, and we went there to do some training, and it was all open bay again. Okay. Except there were no shower, no doors. No oh. doors, no walls, just toilets 
a row oh, of to- about 15 really? toilets. Oh, so you're literally stretched right out. next you're to Right next to your buddy, <laughs> elbowing. When you're reaching for the paper, you wow. might bump into him. But, yeah. But maybe that's the way they did it in the Army, but that was an Army Army training base. Huh. I remember the showers were open, and we were on cots because we were just, just there for temporary yeah. uh, training. That's and, weird. Uh, and then a time in Indian Springs, and I think that's Nevada. Okay. They had stalls with doors. Again, open base, showers, etc. Yeah. But getting to the toilet paper, we haven't talked about that yet. It yeah. seemed to be all the government <laughs> government issued toilet paper was really rough. Yeah. It's kind of like the stuff they have at the school. Yeah. Uh, probably was. <clears throat> uh, Josh Wehrman and I recorded in the porta potty that sits outside of Timber Ridge Middle School here. And the toilet paper in that porta potty is better than the paper they give us at the school. Oh, wow. It is 100%. But so they had pretty rough paper. Yeah, you could go to the commissary and buy your own if you want to keep a roll in your oh, locker. Oh, okay. Did yes. you ever do that? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. But I'm talking about post-basic <laughs> training. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. In basic training, you didn't get to do exactly what you wanted to or have right. what you wanted to have. Right. But once you got through that six weeks of training, it was more laid back and more yeah. casual once you yeah. got to tech school. And then once you got to your first base, it was like, okay, you're an adult now. Right, right. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I I remember, um, I knew you had a couple of deployments. One was to Hawaii, and I know that sounds weird, but yeah. what was that? Can you, I, I don't remember that very well, because I was like eight or nine or something. Yeah, it was for some, uh, it was a small deployment with just a few hand-picked people. Uh, it was... For some, at this time, it was for some computer training. Oh, okay. We were starting to go computers and putting everything in computers and that stuff. And I went and uh, it was a short time, I think a week. Yeah. Might have been two weeks. Yeah, I don't remember you being on long. Yeah, it was an easy, it was an easy uh, place to go. Yeah. For a couple of weeks. And we went to the beach. Yeah. And uh, I remember at the beach, being from originally from Florida, we <laughs> had some Montana friends that yeah. went and they got sunburned. <laughs> I mean, bad. Yeah. Like lobster. Right. <laughs> but they made fun of me for wearing a T-shirt all the time. Oh, I yeah. go, dude. You're educated. This, though. You're not going to feel hot until tomorrow when you go wake up and you try to put your clothes on. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Because they wanted a quick tan. <laughs> yeah. And they wanted to look good. And so they paid for it. Yeah. 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 They looked like some sort of red monster yeah. running yeah. around then. And with their sunglasses on, they had white. Oh, and they just. Around there. They looked like uh, a raccoon. Looked like a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. You were seasoned when it came to the sun. That's for right. sure. Right. Yep. And yeah. I wore sunscreen. They didn't. They said, no, we don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're paying for it, probably now and then. Um, but yeah, um, you you were at Hawaii. What's you had more on that or? Uh, not really. I yeah. don't remember much other than just being in a in a dorm type environment. Yeah, and uh, not too bad. Yeah, and then um, 
Yeah. Now, when I went to Kyrgyzstan after 9-11. Yeah. Um, can, can you, before you talk about Kyrgyzstan, can you kind of give your perspective on 9-11? Because, I, like, I was pretty young, and I just remember you were gone a yeah. lot. What, like, what was your, what was that like for you? Well, I was on duty uh, at the Montana Air National Guard the day it happened. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you couldn't believe it. But you turn on the TV news up there, and there it was. And they yeah. played it over and over and over. Right. And so they, uh, the governor of Montana then uh, activated the guard, active duty full-time, immediately everybody yeah be here get here because we may have to we may have to go right and so they pull me off of i was i was a a flight doing flight sergeant duty that day and being familiar with the armory because i had to arm the folks there yeah that were on shift they put me in the armory because we were arming everybody that could carry a weapon. Yeah. That was qualified. We had civil engineers. We had, uh, we had motor pool people. Wow. And they were coming over and we were just putting them on the perimeter of the national guard base in the airport, just as ears and eyes. Right. Right. Because this had, this had just happened and nobody knew. Yeah how extensive it was going to be. Right. So we were throwing people out there with weapons. Of course, they were qualified and putting them on a post with a radio and a, and a vehicle. Yeah. And kind of waiting, <laughs> just waiting. Yeah. And huh. I just, I was hung. I was stuck in the armory till about nine o'clock that night when that, they finally let me go home. Yeah. Which I was supposed to go home from, I was there from six to six, and I stayed there till nine o'clock that night. So it was yeah. a fifteen-hour day. Yeah, until someone could come and take over. Right. Yeah, I remember you so being gone late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Man. And then so that all that conflict and the results of it, you went to Kyrgyzstan. Yep. Uh, about three months into it. Yeah, this would be the mother's. I think it was around Mother's Day the following year. Yeah. Uh, they were starting to deploy Air National Guard folks that wanted to go. You didn't have to go at the time, just take volunteers. But the catcher was, at the time, the deployments were only 90 days, 90 to 120 days. Yeah. They said, if you go now, you may be able to, because in the future, they're going to be six months and maybe yeah. a year. I said, I'll go now. Yeah. I'll go I'll go now. And uh, so a group of us went. There were probably 15 of us that went, and we joined up with a unit down in Georgia. Yeah. That does this kind of thing. They were a deployment-type unit. Yeah. And they had the supplies. They had the equipment to be deployed anywhere at a moment's notice. Wow. So all we had to do is just go there. Huh. And show up, and they put us to work. Wow! And they gave us everything we needed. I mean, it was unlimited the equipment that they had. Yeah. They had a big warehouse, and yeah. they were well equipped. And so you went to Kyrgyzstan with them. With them, okay, on a plane. Yeah, huh. it was a commercial flight. Yeah, so it was pretty cushy. Yeah, yep. 
And uh, what was what was life in Kyrgyzstan like? Well, at the time it was a, it was a third world country, which yeah. I'd never been in. Wow! And those people didn't even know they were poor until we got there. Really? When they when the military shows up, yeah. I mean, they've got everything. Yeah. You know. And wow. uh, we were in tents. It was just a big tent city that the civil engineers had just recently set up. We were the second uh, group of people that showed up, yeah. and we lived in tents. Okay. Big tents. Yeah. And uh, huh. And it was, again, open bay with beds. <laughs> And then they had showers and bathrooms in a mobile trailer type environment, oh, okay. similar to the, what they do now uh, in the fire lines. Oh, in the, okay. up, yeah, in the, yeah. up on the fires. Yeah. And have forest fires. Okay. Uh, just, just out in the desert. So you had to walk about 300 feet. Yeah. You know, like about the size of a football field to yeah. get to those because they were separated from the living area. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And it was all on, they graveled the whole area, kind of like your yard. It was yeah. solid gravel. Really? Yeah. They just went in there and just graveled everything. That's crazy. And your tent was sitting on gravel. But it's like in the middle of nowhere, kind of. Uh, in Kyrgyzstan, or is it near? That the- was near the Gansi Air, uh, the. It was called Gansi Air Base, Kyrgyzstan, but the airport was the... Probably had a wild name. It was... I guess it was the Gansi Air Base, Kyrgyzstan, Manus Airport. Manus. Manus International Airport. Huh. And I think today you can look it up and it's still an airport, but... Yeah. Our civil engineers went in there and they set up a tent city... And then we came in for security, and then they also were tasked, the civil engineers were tasked with fixing the runway. Oh, okay. So our airplanes could come in. Yeah. And land, and then they were stored in a place, and then we secured the, the, the storage area. Oh, okay. But their airport was in such disrepair, it was full of potholes and yeah. cracks, because in a third world country, they didn't have right. the means to keep it. Right. That way, keep huh. it in in operable so, condition. So y'all were doing improvements to that, but also securing. Yeah, all of we were that. security team, and then we were there for the engineers. Yeah. Uh, at the time, uh, it wasn't a really a hot spot like yeah. it was in Afghanistan right, later on, right. or in. Uh, but we were aware that there could be some. Yeah. Some uh, bad far, people yeah, that don't not, like us. Yeah, you're not far from it over there. But the way. local people in the yeah. little villages and yeah. the little town there, yeah. oh, they loved us. Yeah. They, they were just happy to see you That's all awesome. the time. Yeah. Because you could give them a bottle of water and they'd just sit, stand around and talk to you forever. Yeah. Or hand out some little bags of M&Ms or something to the kids. Yeah. But we were... Or maybe an MRE. Oh man, they would do backflips over an MRE. Yeah, but we were we were encouraged not to do that. Yeah, become too friendly. Right. Because they could get in the way or become maybe a burden. Right. When you're trying to yeah, that's do tough. your job, that's tough because you yeah. you know you could help so much, but you you can't because it's yeah not what you're, you yeah know, yeah that's tough. Um, what was the what were the bathrooms like in Kyrgyzstan? Uh, again, they were in a, in a, in a trailer. Oh yeah. That's they right. were okay. open bay type. Did you ever, did you ever have to not use that? Like 
was there ever a moment where you did you get sick? Like I always hear, like when you go to another country, you you know I'm I'm blessed and fortunate that I did not ever get sick. <laughs> really, but they did tell you don't drink the water. Right, right. But guys would forget oh, and use man. the ice cubes. Oh yeah, and they're made of water. Yeah, don't use the water. They had they had they had containers like you see. Yeah, at Walmart. You know, with all that, those big uh, yep. containers on the back of a of a, mm-hmm. of a train, they yeah. had those packed with, with bottled water. Oh wow! And they had them scattered all over the base. Yeah, and you could just go and whenever you needed water, just get whatever you wanted. Wow! If you needed three or four cases of water and go put in your tent, wow! You just went and got it. Yeah. Yeah, and they said, drink bottled water. Don't drink the local water. So the guys that went for the ice cubes, they, they get diarrhea? Yeah, they, they might go to a, a local restaurant that was off the, the base oh, a little bit, yeah. and that's where they got it. Yeah. Yeah. Because those people that live there, they're it didn't to, yeah. bother them. Right, right. They're used to it. Yeah, they're used to the, the huh. a little bit of filth. Yeah, ooh, yeah. I You always hear about water in all these countries, and... and yeah, all that's in it, and um, wow! So you were there for three, four months, three months. I was there for 108 days. Okay. Yep. Slow and I didn't go back. Yeah. Because there's other guys that wanted to take their turn. Yeah. And go, and that was okay with me. Right. But while we were there on our, uh, yeah, security post. We, we secured the, the outer perimeter of the airport. Yeah. And we also secured the weapons storage area for the bombs that the airplanes carried. Oh, wow. And also uh, alert area where the yeah. four aircraft were on alert all the time. Huh. And they had uh, pilots that would, could, yeah. you know, five minutes or less they could be on in the air. Is that for like air defense or? Yeah. Okay. But at the time where we were, there was no real action, right? But they may have had to go over to Afghanistan, right? Over there, and they they had to fly over to Himalayas. Wow! And uh, in those, uh, they called them. We had some areas that were uh, in towers. Okay. Lookout towers. Yeah. In the storage areas. Uh huh. So you were up off the ground about thirty-five feet, Ooh. and you had to climb up there. And there were no porta potty in that area. It was off a little further out towards the base. They had some porta potties, but it might take you fifteen or twenty minutes. Yeah. To get somebody <laughs> to come and get you out of that tower. Yeah. And get to the bathroom. So you either went before you got up in that in that uh, tower, or you were provided with a five gallon bucket with a lid go. and some toilet paper. <laughs> So you could still look out the windows with your binoculars yeah. <laughs> and do your job while you're doing your job. That's awesome. So, we, I mean, it has to be said. So you do it into the bucket. Maybe not you, but whoever's doing it into the bucket. Somebody's got to take it down. That guy that did it. He's, take, he's he in charge take, of it. There he you does go. it. You do it. You fix it. You clean it. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Wow. So if your relief guy came, yeah. Normally there'd be two buckets there. So you oh, always had one and right. you could bring it back, but as I remember. And uh so you're up there usually for about six hours. 
Wow. And then, uh, then your relief would come and, and hit, pull a six-hour shift. Yeah. You know, these kids at the high school, they I, I, I don't think they can go more than 30 minutes oh, without wow. having to go to the bathroom. And I, I kind of want to just stick them in one of those towers and say, figure it out. Just to, just to train them a little bit. Like, I, there's a skill to be learned about holding your bathroom Um <laughs> Even in our in, in some of our outposts, we had uh, what they call DFPs, okay. a defensive fighting position. Okay, basically a foxhole. Yeah, but it was it was you know big enough for two guys to maybe sit in a sit down and be comfortable yeah. in, a, in, a, in a, on a stool, and then you're just above ground level. Yeah, and your body you're down underground five five feet. And all all that you can see is up above, where you know from your shoulders up, but you're looking out towards the outer perimeter of the base. Oh, okay. So if you saw something suspicious, if you're looking, you were kind of hidden, camouflaged, and it was kind of bunkered up. I mean, if you knew what you were looking for, if you were a would-be perpetrator, you could probably figure out where where right. those were. But those guys also had a bucket, but didn't take them quite as long <laughs> to get somebody to come and get them to the bathroom. Right, right. They they still had one, and I was fortunate to have a supervisory <laughs> job. Okay, as a flight sergeant, and that was my job. They gave me a, a quad, an ATV. Yeah, it was really nice. And it had a nice basket and stuff on it, and yeah. I could carry water, yeah, and and just uh, things to the guys that were out on post. During, and we did night shift, yeah. And I would use that ATV, and I would go from post to post throughout the night, and drive up to them, see yeah. how they're doing, and if they needed that bathroom break, boom, they could hop on the ATV and run down to the bathroom yeah. by a five minute ride, yeah, come back. And I'd stay there, and uh, and that's that's what I did all night. Just go from wow. post to post to post. Yeah. And huh. and then the guy that's over me, he was back at the main uh, base tent where our uh, our control center was. Okay. Yeah. And he was there. And then if I needed if I needed something, I just radio him. And yeah. Sometimes they'd come out in a Humvee. Okay. And also got to run Humvees. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. But we uh, secured the perimeter of the base because of the military activities. There were also uh, civilian aircraft that came in, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. But our military transport planes would come in with supplies. Huh. And so knowing they were coming 15 minutes prior, we had to take a, a team to go out in a Humvee five miles yeah. out on the perimeter and just yeah. be a lookout. Yeah. Wow. So when they came over the runway, we were out there yeah. and if we saw something suspicious, oh. we said, no, don't land. Yeah. But that never happened yeah. while we were there. Huh? And uh, they would land the plane and they would unload it. And uh, wow. the pilot would pull out his credit card and give it to the airport manager. He would come out and they had to actually pay to use the yep the u.s wow. government had to pay to use their airport every time an airplane landed that's wild yeah huh because they were banking on yeah 
getting I imagine the money from the the military for just using their their airstrip. You ever have any idea how much they were paying every time? Or? Around five grand. Wow. Every landing. I mean, that's probably that's, not even that bad, but like. Well, of course, that's twenty years ago too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that's what one of the pilots told me. He wow. said, "We're pushing about five grand every time we land to unload this plane." That's. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's weird. They need the stuff, and yeah. even though we were there to help them financially, too, with yeah. everything that was going on, I guess the property that we had to base on was probably rented. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. That's all the and, stuff you don't think about. Even right? the base, the base had, we had guys on up in towers on each corner of the base. Yeah. Huh. And they'd be up there, and they'd see people drive by in their old cars, their old beat-up cars, you know. That's yeah. the best they could do right. because they were a third world country. Yeah. And you didn't see a car go by that didn't have less than five or six people in it. And yeah. some people were riding on the hood. If you're going to go, you're going to make your trip. You're going to make your trip worthwhile because wow. they would leave the little village and kind of go right. into town. Yeah. And uh, and sometimes you'd see people out in the middle of the night walking, walking the town. Huh. And the farmers, they'd go out at night and do their farming at, at night yeah. because it was cooler. Yeah. Being about 95 to 100 degrees at night. Oh, that's why we chose, that's why our they, group chose to do night shift. Because that's why in the all, day. That's why they all do training in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And while we were in training, they had bottles of water. They would say constantly, drink water. Yeah. Drink water, drink water. Yeah. To expand your bladder and to hydrate. That's crazy. And wow. they stay over there. There's plenty of water. Yeah. You made it, and you you made it through. You're back safe. And, yep. Um, how many more years did you do after that before you retired? Um, about twelve, I think it was. More. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, let's see. Well, no, that was during nine eleven. So I had just been in about been in the Air National Guard full time about five years, four or yeah. five years. Yeah. Yeah. When did you retire? In 07, 2007. Yeah. Wow. And you did, but how many years was that? That was, I had four years uh, active in the regular Air Force at Nostrum Air Force Base. And then I was in the Guard seven years, and then I went active Guard for 20 years. Wow. So over, so over 30 years. Total. So yeah, the four years and the... 20 years were active, and then the seven years guard also count for for your retirement. Wow. And so on a point system. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Like, I'm, yeah. I haven't even been alive that long. <laughs> like, I, that's crazy. Um, well, do you have any other stories from your military time? Uh, or I have some things that I ask everybody, but I, I don't want to, you know, move on from it if you have more to uh, share. No, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, Wow. All the activities over there. Yeah. Being in a tent city in a third world <laughs> country. And yeah. Yeah. You got to see some things you weren't used to. They say if you go to Mexico, you can see a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. People kind of living out of huts. Yep. 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 Yeah. Doing the, they, they dig the hole in the ground. That's the toilet. Yep. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, thank you. Uh, for your service. I don't say that often enough. Um, yeah. 
have my whole life to say it. I don't think I've said it enough, but um, yeah, it means a lot. And it's cool to hear the whole thing because I, I knew bits and pieces and I, I kind of was an onlooker for um, some portion of it, but <clears throat> there's a lot of moving parts. So Yeah, yeah. you know. And there could have been more that I might have missed, but uh, yeah, given time, I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah. It, will, it might be a part two, who knows. Um, so a few things that I ask everybody, and uh, we'll kind of end the end the episode with these is, is the first thing and you kind of shared a bit about the toilet paper in the military but now that in, and maybe it's what you were buying but what type of toilet paper do you prefer nowadays like or what type do you remember what you were buying when you were buying your own back then um thinking probably the cheapest <laughs> yes one ply <laughs> yes toilet that, paper that was still better than what they were offering huh Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Are you talking when I was single, living in a dorm? Sure. Before I got married. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, funds were tight. Yeah. And, yeah, you just buy the cheap stuff. That's right. You know? Yeah. Now you guys have that, that ultra plus Charmin. Ultra plus Charmin. Like, oh, yeah. It's like a carpet. Oh, yeah. That's that's wonderful. <laughs> the beautiful bears. Um, and then... Uh, and. When it's on the roll, do you think it needs to go over, like over the top or under the back? What do you... Over the top. Really? Yeah, like a waterfall. That's where you... you... That's the way I... It's the way I, God intended. I load it. That's the way I leave it. Really? Yeah. You actually pay attention to do that? I've noticed that, yeah. Really? That you can go to some places or go into a bathroom somewhere and go, why is it that way? And sometimes it's this way. Huh. So it probably depends on the janitor. So you actually noticed that though? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What? Huh. See, so I don't, I, I'm like, I'm indifferent. I, I think it doesn't matter. So I'm probably, if I ever change it at your place, I'd probably ruin it for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I, from what I can tell, most people agree with you. Uh, I'm the, I'm the outlier. Yeah. Um, in, in the, in the shower, do you prefer liquid or bar soap? What do you... What do you go for? Because I remember growing liquid. up. Yeah. I, I, yeah, liquid because that's yeah. probably what the wife uses. Yeah. I remember growing up, you dabbled with the Irish Spring bars. Yeah, I love I remember it. that. Yeah, Irish Spring is good. Yeah. Did you yeah. ever, when you had those, did you ever like carve yeah. them? Oh, yeah. While you're in the shower and stuff? Oh, no, not while I was in the shower. But did you carve them at all? I did. I, I took a pocket knife out one time <laughs> just to see what it you know how it would move yeah. and how it would slice. How was it? It's kind like of taking a, like a wax, like yeah. a candle or something, huh. but maybe a little softer. Were you just in the bathroom doing it, or are you just no, oh. no, garage? <laughs> yeah, huh? Yeah, interesting. Um, what is your what is your opinion on baths? How do you feel about baths? <laughs> maybe occasionally. Okay, <clears throat> it's good to take a good warm, yeah. soapy bath. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, um, you gotta, yeah. You gotta shower first. I just, I can't get past it. It's weird to me. Yeah, I haven't probably had a, a bath type bath in months, but yeah, or longer, but yeah. You know, it's probably good. Relaxing. Yeah, yeah. The shower. That, you want to? Oh, you can share too. What have you? What do you? What have you been doing since you got out of the military? Like. 
Well, when I got out, I got a job as a, a, a parking lot attendant. Yeah. And uh, I think what was the other one? I think that was it. Oh, I worked for an office supply place. I worked for them about six or seven years. After you got out? After I got out of regular military. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But after you, like, retired, retired. Oh, retired from, oh, retired, full military retirement? Yeah. Like I'm doing now? Yeah. Well, I'd always like to, uh, tools and gadgets and working on stuff like that, you know, and I said, you know, I get out. I'd like to just have a little job working maybe at Ace Hardware. Yeah. Or maybe at a sporting goods place. Yeah. Because I like to hunt and fish. So right. I said, you know, give it a try. See yeah. where it goes. So, you know, you're getting in down to your last two or three months of, of your military days. And uh, <clears throat> you're starting to think more about this. <laughs> and so one day at church, this guy comes up and uh, Dan Beavers, and he goes, "Hey, I'm just getting to know you here at church a little bit, and I understand somebody tells me you're getting ready to retire from the Air Force, and you're probably going to be looking for maybe a little side work, you know, to supplement your income." I go, "Yeah." So I'm thinking about it. Maybe go down to Ace Hardware and yeah. check it out. He said, don't. <laughs> he says, you, I have a job for you. Yeah, yeah. I have the perfect job. <laughs> I says, well, what is it? He says, well, first I'll tell you, the pay is good. You're off on weekends, <laughs> which I never had for a long time. Right. I didn't have holidays off, birthdays off, Christmas, New Year's. Uh, I rarely had off. Right. He said, you have all those days off, and you don't have to work in the summer either. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he said I've already got the job laid out for you you're in I go really he says yeah here's my business card come up and see me as soon as uh, you can and we'll set you up so when you retire you're, you're ready to go yeah and I looked at it and it was big sky bus lines <laughs> school bus I go hey yeah. you know you got the summers off yeah you only work during school days this could work yeah and so I went up there one day, and he showed me around. I go, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, that's awesome. He says, as soon as you retire, you've got a place. How, how many years have you been driving bus now? 16 years. Yes, 16 years. You've been driving Same. school bus. That's what I did as soon as I retired. I don't. Since 07. That mind. is crazy. Yeah, 07, I retired. and I didn't right. realize it was that long. Yeah. Wow. I had 30 days off from, uh, paid off from uh, accumulated leave from yeah. my other, and I went down there and he Goodness. said, as soon as you're done with your vacation, you're in here. That's And we'll start your training. That's wild. So I went in and he, and they trained me up to be a school bus driver. And the day I took my driving test and passed it, he said, I got something else to talk to you about. <laughs> I go, What? He said, this could be full-time if you want it. He says, because we have a bus trainer that has just retired, and I would like for you to be my bus trainer. I go, oh, really? He said, you were involved with training, weren't you, in the, in the Air National Guard at Air Force? I go, yeah. I was a flight sergeant, and I was involved with training a lot. He says, well, you're going to be my trainer. 
I go, well, you've got about 60 or 70 other people in this company yeah. that probably have seniority and have experience that yeah. I don't have. He says, hey, I own the company. I know you. I know who you are. I know where you've been. He says, you're going to be our trainer. That's awesome. I go, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I said, I can do this. Yeah. He says, since you've just recently taken the test, you know exactly what they're looking for, how they test, and what they're looking for. He says, I think you'll do a fine job. Yeah. And here I am. <clears throat> there you are. Uh, still driving bus. Do you do yeah. you do any training for Albany? Or is no, it you're just driving now? No. Good. They they asked me to, but I didn't want that. Yeah. Those hours. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want those hours. I'm I'm gonna be semi retired now. Yeah. Yeah. You you're like me, you struggle to not be doing something. Yeah, I've been there and done that. Yep. I know the stress is involved. Yep. Yep. Um, well, cool. I wanted to get that because I didn't realize it was that many years, but that's, that's, you know, that's a big piece. Um, do you have, oh boy, do you have any bathroom pet peeves? Like stuff that when people do it and they stuff in the bathroom and you find it or you see it, it's just, it just gravels you. Well, they fail to flush. Okay. I mean, so you not know, flushing. Yeah. Maybe they <laughs> used too much paper or did something and clogged it up, and yep. you go in there and it's to the top. Yeah. It's almost like Niagara Falls, <laughs> and there's it's lots of brown stuff and toilet paper, and you just turn around and shut the door. And yeah. Go, Whatever. You just walk away. Um, the worst is when you're in charge of it, though. It's like, well, I can't just walk away from it now. I have to deal with this mess. Um, uh, you guys don't eat out. I would, I would say y'all don't eat out often. But is there anything that like does you does you foul when you eat out? You know, not so much. Yeah. I've noticed. No, yeah. I, I'm one that can eat just about anything. Yep, and uh, do okay. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm thinking that maybe I got your digestive yeah. thing. Cause, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you keep a little more vegetables in your system though than I do. Um, have you ever taken a dark shower? Shower in the dark. I can't remember if I have. So I'll tell you, I almost exclusively do this. Like, I, I don't shower with the lights on almost ever. Like, at our home, I just turn the light off and shower. Because it, I don't know, it's something about, it just, it's, it helps you wake up better. I don't know. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I started doing that at Corbin. Oh. That's where I learned it. Guy there was like, hey, dark shower, you should try it. And never went back. Um. I don't know. Yeah, give, I mean, give it a shot. You, you be careful you don't fall down. I've I've almost slipped a couple times, but yeah. And being an old person now, <laughs> you're like, and don't uh, you don't you can't afford to fall. Yeah, that's fair. So that's I probably fair. won't be trying that. One. Um, have you ever eaten an orange in the shower, or have you ever had a snack in the shower? Uh, no. Even as a kid, I don't remember ever having a shower as a kid. In in eating in, in the oh, shower. Oh, eating in the shower. Yeah, I think mostly the kids. We we took baths. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever have anything like toilet snack, bathroom snack, or was or was grandma not letting you <laughs> take no. stuff out there? Maybe a toy or something, but yeah, uh, yeah no, no snack, no, no huh? snack in the shower. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Um, so I'll save that one. Uh, 
How many, how many, yeah, uh, have you, first of all, do you know, have you ever heard of a waffle stomp? A waffle stomp? A waffle stomp. I'll, I will describe it to you, and then I will ask you if you've ever performed this. Okay. So a waffle stomp is when you are in the shower, and you cannot hold it, and you go to the bathroom, and then to deal with it, you stomp it to get it to go down the drain. That's a waffle stomp. So have you ever done that? Oh, do it in the shower? Yeah. I had done it, yes. Really? Yeah, back many years ago when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> Where at? Do you remember? I think I was in the dormitory. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And yeah. There was nobody around, so yeah. I let it go in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. To be honest. Hey, I, yeah. hey if I'm... The, the folks who listen to this show regularly know that I am currently sitting at three total in my lifetime, um, one of which did happen in the last calendar year. So that's all you need to know about it. We'll move on. Um, <laughs> uh, so the other option, and I, I'm confident that this is a no, but the other option that people do is they catch it and then they toss it in the toilet. And that to me is just a bridge too far. Like they have to go, Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing that people do. They like will poop, but they get scared and like grab it and throw it in the toilet while they're in the shower. I think it's insane. Oh, oh no, never, never. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Good. Um, and then the only other, the only other big like question that I have is, is do you have any bathroom wisdom to, to leave people with? If you, if you needed to impart in, in you know, you got, you got two grandkids, you got a grandson. Um, it, but if you wanted to impart bathroom wisdom, what would you say to people? Um, I guess just uh, from past experience of being going into a bathroom, maybe a public bathroom, and it's it's wet all over because <laughs> somebody just yeah yeah missed. Yeah. Just make sure when you leave, it's in as good or better. Yeah. Condition them when you yeah found it yeah it's like camping yeah you gotta leave it you gotta leave it yeah. better than you found just it just clean it up yeah. yeah yeah it's your stuff fix it yeah I I told I told Silas when he was kind of learning the pee and you know little kids little boys they they miss it yeah. just happens and I explained to him I was like listen dude you're gonna miss but no the goal is for no one to ever see your pee so like if you miss that's fine just wipe it up just clean it up he doesn't do that. Uh, is all the time, but yeah, leave it better than you found it. That's great. Um, do you have anything else to, to share with us before we go? And, uh, I'll close it out if you don't, but it's now, Oh, a couple of things that yep. you would observe back in my single days in yep. the military and basic <laughs> training. Yes. Guys would see who could stand back the furthest and land it in the urinal. Really? Yeah. I mean, you can only, like... You know, hose it from two or three steps them, back. Did any of them... Okay. Oh, here we go. So, when I was in middle school, you're gonna, I'm, I'm getting to know you. You're getting to know something about me. So, when I was in middle school, you remember Riley Higgins? Okay. So, we were out at some bonfire with Joe one night, and Riley Higgins said... Hey, let's see who can pee the highest on this shed. 
And so we all took turns going out behind the shed yeah. trying to see who could, yeah, boys. <laughs> and Riley came back and my dude had peed like seven feet up. Right. And we're all thinking he's cheating. And he's like, no, you pinch it and let it build up. <laughs> and then you let it go. And I, I, I've never tried it, but I, do you yeah. think any of these guys ever tried that? Oh gosh, it just, I don't know. It gives me the jeebies thinking about it. I'm sure it. they have. Uh, Wow. So not my game. <laughs> the P distance competitions yeah. stay out of the game. Wow. Anything else for us? Um, <laughs> I, I can't think of anything. Um, hey, you know, if you do though, it just gives us a reason to do it again. Okay. Uh, <laughs> as we, how on <clears throat> yeah. a scale of one to 10, how weird was sitting in this bathroom for the last hour? <laughs> Uh, five. Yeah. We'll go halfway. Yeah. It's not, I mean. Yeah. Could be worse. Yeah. At least it's not been used recently. Um, well, cool. Well, I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to close out the show here. I, I'm not going to do all the, the plugs because I want to, um, leave something, but, um, thank you for doing this. Um, yeah. Thank you for your service again. And, uh, um, I'm just going to leave folks with the reminder uh, to keep pooping in the free world. Uh, this is going to be coming out um, either on or around Veterans Day. So thank a vet. And um, the Wounded Warriors Project is matching funds until the 19th of November. Um, so if you go there, uh, they they have a donor who is matching up to, I think, $100,000. So um, if you have been on the fence with the Wounded Warriors, now is a good time to do it because those funds get doubled. Um, so do that, uh, to remember and help those who've served, uh, make this world a little more free and a reminder to keep pooping in the free world. Um, dad, thanks for being here. Thanks my, for my all you do. I'm going to, I'm going to flush one of these journals back here. Uh, this has been another episode of Privy. Keep pooping in the free world. And now as always, don't forget to flush. <laughs>